At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. So we can't have a bunch of live podcasts down at the CMPX show without including some great females in the trade that are just putting the the trade on a pedestal for other females and making it a very valid career option. So that's what we did. We had Jessica Bannister, we had Shauna Petal and Brandy Ference on the podcast and we talked to them and the audience, the live audience for that podcast was the biggest out of the four because we were talking to a group of ladies that is really putting the trade on a pedestal, as I was saying. So I've also asked Jessica, who goes by the name of HVAC Jess on Instagram and and stuff, and you may know her from there, to write down and ask some questions. She came in all the way from BC. She is the president of Women in HVAC and R Canada. So I felt that she should have some of that floor to ask some questions to the panel as well. So let's get to this one, guys. Great conversation. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group. So we're heading into spring slash summer season. You're going to be using your gauges for cooling, troubleshooting, uh, charging, whatever you might be doing with them. It's really important to keep uh, the seals in your hoses maintained by changing them out. Okay, it's really good to do this at least a couple of times a year, but really important going into cooling season. So Yellow Jacket, they got that big wall in in every master group store location. So they got the pick in there, the Yellow Jacket pick, and they also got all the seals and all of the, if you're going to rebuild your gauges, they got all of the parts to rebuild your gauges too. So keep your gauges maintained, keep your hose seals maintained. And that, that little pick from Yellow Jacket works really, really well. So check out, check that stuff out check out master.ca. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. This is the Ladies of the Trade podcast live event, uh, CMPX. So thank you guys for coming and, and listening. And I'm sure this is going to be a, a fun one. I mean, Brandy already set the tone in an email saying that probably something is going to go wrong, which it could, which it might. So anyway, we have Jessica Bannister. We have Shauna Petal and uh, Brandy Ference with us today. And I'm your host, Gary McCready. We're going to let these ladies introduce themselves 30 seconds or so. Jessica, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jessica Bannister. I'm otherwise known as HVAC Jess on Instagram. I'm a level three HVAC refrigeration uh, apprentice in Vancouver, BC. Shauna, go ahead. Hi, my name is Shauna Puddle. I'm a licensed residential gas technician and a third year 313D air conditioning apprentice. I work for Entercare and it's been it's been good so far. Nice. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Brandy Ferrens. I'm a licensed 313A refrigeration mechanic with a gas fitter one and I've been working on the tools for about 15 years now. 
cool. So there has been a a a rise in the female presence in the trades lately. And my first question to you guys is what do you think began or what do you think started that rise of the ladies in the in the trade? Jessica, what do you think? I think it's all from social media. Yeah. I think there's been a few of us that are out there already. And the more that we put ourselves out on social media, the more people see us and realize that they can also do that. And also, if they are already in HVAC, that they want to put themselves on Instagram too. And just, it's more presence. Awesome. And just so you guys are aware, Jessica is going to do a little bit of co-hosting here. She flew all the way out from BC and she's got some questions that she's going to ask as well. You got them ready for it? I got them. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Shauna, so you've been posting a lot on LinkedIn lately, and I've been seeing a lot of good engagement on your posts. The content is good, and a lot of engagement is good. What do you think started this this rise in the, in the industry for the ladies? So I do have to agree with Jess. I, I do think that the internet is has become a powerful tool as yeah. far as creating awareness, um, being that we just went through a pandemic, everyone's been at home. So we've been really active on the phones. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it really has been an excellent resource to reach everybody, not just women, but people in general and, and spread the word. Correct. So, Brandy, you got a, a bit of a different perspective, possibly because you started before them. Yes, when- I'm the female HVAC elderly. <laughs> <laughs> You've been paying into your CPP? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> So when you started out, was there a, a rise in presence or were you kind of like punching through the door as one of the first? Yeah, I can definitely say the areas I started in, um, like the cities and whatnot. I mean, whether it was going to wholesalers at my own company, going to different job sites, I definitely felt like I was punching through. However, there were other females out there. But again, like my lovely two ladies beside me said, social media wasn't really taken off at that point as far as the camaraderie that we've seen in the trades. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were out there and it's funny because I worked up at a, at a nuclear plant for a while and I talked to women that were actually electricians in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So our numbers were just very stagnant for a while. I mean, by the time new women came in, others had retired and there's just really, there, there wasn't much momentum gathering yet. Okay. So. so a bit of a different perspective there. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as far as mentorship, I mean, mentorship plays a big role with anybody. I mean, I had mentors growing up through the trade. Unfortunately, my mentors weren't online because it wasn't really a thing back then. So some of my mentors were some of the mechanics that I worked with. Even my father that actually told me to get into the trades and because he was a a trades worker himself. So if if you could pick a mentor or two, um, who do you think that is, Jessica? I know you work with your dad and your brother, so you're yeah. probably going to lean towards that. That right? one's a very easy one for yeah. me. I would say that's my dad and my brother. I'm learning the trade from them both, but also Brandy, oh. like for real, Brandy, because you're just ahead of me in everything. And I feel like sometimes when I have these moments of weakness, I kind of look over to your socials and I'm like, okay, she's still doing it. I can do it too. So, yeah. Are you okay with the way she addresses you when she first starts her videos? <laughs> yes. I'm okay with it. No, that's what, what, a, that's what, a term of endearment, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean you specifically, but the way she addresses her audience. What's up? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Yeah. So, uh, Shauna, as far as mentorship, what do you, how do you feel about that? Is there somebody specifically in your life that provided you mentorship as you came through? Um, so, I kind of came into this and I just 
took a took a leap of faith. Yeah. I had never picked up a screwdriver, never picked up a tool before. And uh, so I was kind of my own role model coming into this uh, a little bit, just kind of, you know, I with Care, we've got so many technicians that have about 500, I think there's 20 women. So we're very spread out. We, I really don't get to see many of them. So, um, yeah, so, I, so as far as that female role model wasn't really there. However, I've, I've been able to learn under a lot of incredible tradesmen. And I really do believe the right kind of mentorship has made the huge difference. Uh, yeah, you got to surround yourself with people who have the same passion and they want to learn the way that you want to learn, right? So um, fortunately, I've had that opportunity and I really think that it's it helps the learning curve for sure. Mm-hmm. So you just, you just kind of jumped into the trade. So what gave you that motivation to get into the trade? What gave you that spark to say, I want to try this? Um, so I started a sales position just as a small company. And the more I got into the equipment and just kind of took a look at it, I never looked at a furnace twice before. Uh, but I just kind of fell in love with how it worked and why it did what it did. And I got curious and, you know, I decided I didn't really know what I was in for, but it has been an amazing ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Brandy, when you first started in the trade, you began as a... was. It, I remember we talked about this before, but you were in the chiller industry for a very long time. Was yeah. that was that the first industry that of the industry niche that you first got into? Yeah, when I switched gears, I started actually as a plumbing apprentice. I okay. broke in with a gas fitter ticket. But when I did switch gears and I started my 313A apprenticeship, I started with a manufacturer. Okay. So I did a manufacturer, obviously, of equipment, including chillers. So I did have that opportunity. And pretty much, yeah, right out of the get-go, um, I was cleaning um, impellers on teardowns as an apprentice, as like a first-year apprentice. Okay. So uh, going to trade school for the first time for basic was fun because I'd never worked on a residential system. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was asking my instructor, so when are we going to talk about chillers? And he was like, um, yeah, not till advanced. Oh. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> So who provided you mentorship at that early stage? Yeah, I think just getting into the trades initially, like you were saying, my father's a a tradesperson. He actually wasn't very supportive in the beginning of my start, but he was definitely a mentor for me. Mm -hmm. I had uh, watched his career grow and, you know, obviously we we had a a good life growing up as a family and I'd watched his career change as he grew older as well. And I like I love to help him in the basement and tinker around with stuff. So he was a huge mentor for me. And then as well, um, like Shauna was saying, I didn't have any other women, but uh, there was quite a few male journeymen that I worked with that, um, you know, they separated themselves from the pack and they really took me under their wing. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so there, there is one thing that um, I, I've, I've asked every single female that's been on my podcast about how when you first started in the industry how the, the 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 men sort of adapted to a female now working alongside of them when it's usually uh, it's like if, if we're honest it's a male predominant trade and the ladies are coming in now and actually doing a very very good job but how did the men and, I, and I've talked to some people that have had great experiences with the, the, the men technicians and, and even customers that are men the way they they treated them or greeted them Somebody told me once they called a supplier and uh, said, yeah, I would like to order so-and-so. They're like, yeah, just have your mechanic call me back. And she's like, well, I am the mechanic, right? Yeah. So these are sort of things that I, th- I think are hurdles for you guys. Yeah. So how are you, how, how did you find that, Jessica, when you first started? I think I've been very fortunate and lucky yeah. working with my dad and my brother. I feel like whether we know it or not, I f- they have my back. Yeah. And so I've been very lucky. I've had no adversity. I've had very little um, 
you know, strange looks or whatever, but I definitely get those on the phone calls when I'm, when I'm speaking to a supplier that I don't usually work with, mm -hmm. they often will say, oh, get the tech to find out what this is. Or when the tech comes and picks up, picks up the motor, I'm like, I'm on the tech, I'm going to come pick it up. So we still get that. And I sometimes get people offering to carry my tool bag, which is the strangest thing. <laughs> but I've in general been very lucky. Yeah. So how do you, does that discourage you or does that give you a bit of drive? That definitely gives me drive because yeah. it just means that people are open-minded about it now, and yeah. we're we're willing to take more women in. So yeah, it's it's good for sure. Have, have you had similar experiences, Shauna, or different? I was gonna say, yeah, that story you just told. I've had something very very similar, and it was actually um, it was just a furnace maintenance. I was just calling the customer, let them know I was on my way, and it was a little old lady. <laughs> and she, yeah, she, and again, different times, different cultures, you know, everyone comes from different walks of life, but I, I called her to let her know I was on my way and she laughed as she said, a woman doing a man's job and she didn't believe me. She called my company to verify they actually hire female technicians and then was really displeased to find out they do. And she let me come back and do the job though. And I really tried to kill her with kindness and, yeah. you know, go in there with a good attitude. And uh, yeah, I know she, she kind of maintained her position the whole time. She was a little stuck in her ways, but and it kind of just made me realize though that um, that kind of bias, sometimes people will hold bias and you can't take it personal because it's not about you. It doesn't matter how good of a technician you are or how polite you are. Um, you know, for every 100 naysayers, you're gonna have, you know, for, sorry, for every one naysayer, you're gonna have 100 people standing in your corner rooting you on. So you gotta just Correct. keep the momentum going. Yeah. And did you find any discouragement in that at all? Or did you like say, like, screw this, this is like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I might, you know what I mean? If I get someone that that is that opposed next time, yeah. I might just put the call back. Um, but uh, no, the men so far, honestly, the guys have been, I, I've had a great experience. I, I find men are very face value. Like they might, you know, they see a woman, they, they kind of just are, why would a woman want to do this? Mm -hmm. um, but the, once they see you working, they, they really, it just is okay. She's here to do the job and they just go with it. Yeah. And I think as long as when you leave, their system is performing the way they want it to, then that's all they need, right? Exactly. And then the next time you come back, they're like, yeah, we want Shauna to come back, right? <laughs> So that's, that's usually the way it works. Um, and Brandy, we've talked about this a couple of times on, on uh, two podcast occasions that we had. Uh, and you've had some good experiences, right? With, with some of the men? I have had some good experiences. Okay. Um, I've, I have also had some really bad experiences. Yeah. Um, but I came in in a little bit of a different time. Yes, uh, correct. One thing yeah. I take from it, like Shauna said, I never take it personally. They don't know me as an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there definitely is a lot of negativity. Um, I've gone to wholesalers and I've been there and they, like the guys at the counter have served people behind me and just kind of like overlooked me. But again, I just patiently wait and smile. Um, same thing with the service call is awesome because I love calling the customer to give them my ETA and they'll say, okay, but, and when's the, like, so that's when the mechanic will be here. And I'll be like, yeah, that's when I'll be there. And there's always like this back and forth for a few minutes. So before it clicks in their head. And then when I walk through that, they're like, oh, you are the mechanic. It's like, yes, I'm the mechanic coming. So and unfortunately, I think though a lot of that is changing. Mm -hmm. um, I think that with more visibility and obviously there's a little bit more, you know, push from companies um, for, you know, proper etiquette yeah. that a lot of that stuff isn't happening as much in the field. Mm -hmm. But I, I always used to say um, if I went to a new place, there was always like a break in time. Yeah. Like I knew I would have a difficult month or two until everyone kind of figured out um, what I was all about, right? Gotcha. You're just like this weird, you know, entity that they're not quite sure how to take you. 
So. So would you have any advice from the bad experience? If, if you want to talk about one of the bad experiences, you're more than welcome if, if you want to. Um, and from that experience, what sort of advice would you give to other ladies, females coming into the trade to try to make a positive situation out of it? Yeah. So going back to mentorship is interesting because I also work part-time now as an HVAC mentor, as well as a mentor for women in skilled trades, Mm -hmm. which wasn't a platform we used to have before. So I I don't want to get into a bad experience because I like to stay positive. But when I speak to young women that are having a bad day or they had a bad experience on a job site, I get calls. Um, Someone's actually been crying in a washroom on lunch. They don't want to go back out into the job site. You know, very positively and calmly. It's the same conversation. You need to take a moment to gather yourself and you kind of have to look at where that's coming from and you have to flip the script, right? Mm-hmm. So I always um, tell the young women, you know what? Uh, once you get yourself together, you have to go back out, put your game face on, and it's about the job, right? You know, we're all the same. We're all emotional. Sometimes men, uh, when they get emotional, it comes out more in a physical way, as yeah. like an anger. Throwing wrenches and stuff. Right. And, yeah. you know, women, um, it's not a weakness that we cry. We cry for, it's an emotion. And yeah. actually, we cry too. I, I'll totally admit, I cry when I'm raging mad. It's like, I don't know what else to do. Yeah. So a lot of times it's coming from there. So again, you go out, you focus, and you just try to be professional and do your job. Right at the end of the day, um, you're a professional mechanic and you're there to do a job. So just you know, put all that behind you and get out there and get the job done. Yeah. And tomorrow's another day. I always say that, like you know what, this day will this day will end. And at the end of the day, don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, I think some of the guys I've had the worst experiences with, it may have taken some time, but they've been my biggest supporters in the end. Awesome. And I, and I think, like you said, professionalism. Once you Absolutely. you deem yourself a professional and you perform they can't say anything about what gender you are. That's that's it, you're a professional. And that's a segue into the booth over here, women in HVACR Canada. Uh, Jessica, you're the president and you've, you've, why did you start this? To bring exposure to this, to well, yeah, tell us. So it was founded by two other ladies here in Ontario and we were brought together by COVID. We were at an ORAC event and we decided to create something for women in the industry, whether they're on the tools or in support roles, in sales, engineers, whatever the case. We wanted to be a a resource and support for for women. Not only that is we wanted to create some inspiration and education on women in this industry to, to show people that this is an industry available to us. They're lucrative, challenging, rewarding careers. And if we just had more representation, that maybe more girls would consider a career in the trades. Because I, my story, my dad was always a refrigeration mechanic my entire life. My brother automatically went into refrigeration right after high school as a natural path. But it never occurred to my family or even to myself that I could do what my dad did. And I feel like if I had seen a woman doing what my dad did, I would consider it. Whether I had gone into it or not, I would have considered that career. And so that's why we're here. And we've had such great support from everybody. We were well received. We've got some fantastic sponsors. We're gonna start up some scholarships. Uh, tomorrow we're giving away our first toolkit. Nice. Um, so yeah, and we're just getting started. We're just about a year old. And so the sky is the limit. So you said tools and I actually wrote down favorite tool when you said tool. I want to ask you guys what your favorite tool is when you're working on the job. Randy, you can start. Uh, I have no problem saying this. It's my six inch adjustable. It has gotten me out of more pinches than I can ever tell anybody. I I know I should 
I feel it should be torn between the multi bit, but no, six inch adjustable. Nice. Um, uh, favorite tool. Uh, what tool do you find you gravitate towards the most when you go to your tool bag, Tim? So I'm just about to go up and do a call on a server room unit. It's actually called a CompuWare. It's off on high head pressure. That's the alarm we got. So I'm going to take my smart probes up there rather than a set of gauges with hoses on them because I don't want to pull more refrigerant out of the system than I, than I don't need. So I'm going to take my smart probes up there. We're going to clamp everything on wireless and we're going to use the smart probes app to troubleshoot what's going on. So these days, these tools are getting smaller, they're getting smarter and they give you more information. So check out the Testo smart probes guys if you're looking to get a little bit more efficient within your job. Navac, battery powered vacuum pumps, the 4CFM. Now, if you guys are doing resi work, resi installs, that Navac, even the 2CFM and the 4CFM, it, it maintains about an hour battery life and it takes about an hour to charge. And I know people that have done two, three systems, like brand new systems with like 20 foot line sets, whatever, pulling it down to below 500 microns, no problem with the battery powered pump. And it, it gets rid of that cord situation altogether. So you don't even need to run a cord. So check out the battery powered vacuum pumps by Navac, the 2CFM and the 4CFM. Uh, Subco guys, Subco has a very unique tool that was invented by a technician, by the way. It is a compressor tugboat carrying tote. So basically, if you want to carry a compressor or remove it from a unit, it is a an adjustable, it basically it's, it's a long shaft that's adjustable. It's got two handles. You can adjust the handles as well. So they are on both sides or on opposite sides. So you can actually carry a compressor with a coworker, but it also makes it easier to take it out of condensing units as well, like the taller ones. So you're not trying to get underneath it with your hands or, or with a rope or whatever. You can use that tugboat and you can pull it right up with the two handles. So um, I've got some demo videos on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. If You've probably seen them if, if you follow what I do on social media. So it's just another technician invented tool that can come in handy. The other thing we're going to talk about here is JB Warranties. You've heard me talk about it many times on the podcast. They offer a warranty program outside of the manufacturer warranty, where if your customer wants to rely on a warranty program outside of OEM warranty, they can do so by getting involved with JB Warranties. They have a 14-day turnaround time on your claims, and they also give you money back for your technicians going out and working on the machinery. It's labor reimbursement up to $300 an hour. So check out JB Warranties. The other thing we're going to talk about here is Company Cam quickly. Company Cam offers up a platform that allows you to take GPS stamped, location stamped, pics, images, videos, notes that all land in the same cloud file for that specific job. So there's no finding images in your phone to email back and forth, text back and forth, so on and so forth. They all land in the same job file to make it easier for everybody that wants to check out the progress. Um, my needle nose. Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Those guys couldn't fit in anywhere. So <laughs> the, the one thing I hate about needle nose is I, I get the blood blisters when you're trying to, when you can't find your six inch adjustable and you try to use your needle nose to undo a bolt and you pinch it on your fingers. It never works. This is true. Uh, Jessica. I will have to go with the multi bit. Yeah. I use that thing all the time. And then if you pull the bit out, you can use it as a quarter nut driver. Awesome. Okay. So you have some questions that you wrote down and I would like you to uh, maybe ask those those questions to us because I think what you have written down is important. So. Okay, so I guess my first question is, how do you guys 
as licensed technicians deal with the whole physicalness of our jobs. Because that's, I think, people underestimate the physical abilities of women and ourselves as well. I do it to myself. How do you guys deal with that if you come across something you need some strength for? Um, so, I, I mean, I think this really highlights the work smart instead of working hard aspect. And, you know, I think women are really creative when it comes to finding ways to do things maybe a little bit differently. Um, so I definitely think that, again, maybe in 2022, but we've got a lot of tools and resources that are available that, you know, will help us do the job. And instead of being the, the tough guy that needs to prove themselves uh, on, in the field, I think women just really, you know, utilize that. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it does make the job a lot easier. And, you know, it, our, our job is also very technical, too. I, I do like to highlight that fact that I think that the trades are awesome. There are so many different types of trades, though. And for our field of work, our brain is really our biggest asset. Awesome. I love it. Brandy? Yeah, it's all about one word, and that's leverage. Um, when I first started as an apprentice, I'm obviously not uh, six feet tall and bulletproof. We were tearing down chillers, and I'll never forget when I rigged out a 3,500-pound motor off of a train chiller. So, I mean, it's amazing. These things are just not naturally known to women if you're not given any mechanical exposure. But, you know, when you're using a gantry with a trolley and a chain fall, it's absolutely unbelievable what you can move. Um, I love it because uh, I, when I do some other trade shows that, with the young women and I bring my tools out, and they're like, wow, this is so big. And I go, yeah, but the bigger tool makes my job easier. <laughs> what maybe a man might do with like a smaller tool, I, I use a bigger tool or I put a cheater bar on it or a bigger wrench. And it's not like you're carrying that stuff around physically all day, but you have it set up on your job site. And you know what? It makes quick work of big jobs. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll weigh on that too from a man's perspective. And and I have seen you using that. I remember your old old um, uh, Instagram videos when you were doing chiller stuff and you were hugging the big 1,000 pound <laughs> <Yeah>. chiller. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, those are funny. The but, tank, yeah. yeah, but even for a man... Uh, I'll wait a second. At 3 o'clock for the next education session titled Reducing Greenhouse Gas Emissions and Mitigating Carbon Taxes Using Solar... Okay, so even for a man, uh, there's there's pressure on a man to be able to do more physical things, right? And I remember I was I made a video of this uh, Supco compressor tote, and it was me and my coworker carrying it across mm -hmm. the roof, and it was just like a little six and a half or seven and a half ton compressor, and all of the comments were like, "You're using that? Why don't you just carry it across the roof? Like, why would I want to bear hug a compressor across a roof and then put it down?" And have a potential back injury, um, hip, knee, whatever. And you do that. You do that over the course of your career. You're going to break down your body. Yeah. So, Shauna, what you said about having creative ways to tackle heavy tasks, I think, is important not just for women, but also for men too. Yeah. Also, just add one more thing. You know, we're built differently. Um, we don't have as much upper body strength, but I know I use my legs a lot. So um, my core and my legs are like my best friends. Where the guys I work with are just like. You know, it makes yeah. it, they make it look so easy. I, I get myself in a different position to do the same job using my stronger muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Working smart. Yeah. Get creative. Awesome. Um, what would be your most favorite and least favorite part about being an HVAC tech? Shauna, what's your favorite? Uh, so I, I gravitated towards service. I really do like diagnosing, um, you know, coming to a, 
coming to a call and then bringing it back to life and figuring out what's wrong and could be five minutes, could be two hours, but uh, the process is quite fun. And uh, the least favorite part, um, I guess the least, yeah, the least favorite part would just be, you know, I mean, the, the hours can be long, but that is also just part of the job. That's fair. Brandy, what would you say? What's your favorite part of being a tech? Uh, That's a good one. I think it's the diversity of the equipment. And um, just like as someone that's been in the trade for quite a while and as I grow older, also the other part is how this this industry, you can navigate and it'll change and grow with your life. You know, the amount of opportunities that are out there and the diversity of the equipment, I just think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah. And do you have a least favorite part? Are you just like, oh, I yeah, I, my least favorite part is being stuck out on a minus 35 degree day, having to take my gloves off to troubleshoot something. Yeah. in like two feet of snow. That's definitely my least favorite part. Although I know it's going to be short lived. I really got to work myself up to go do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree. The weather, uh, the, the cold weather is probably my least favorite thing about the trade because I do a lot of work outside. And But my favorite part is problem solving because, I mean, some problems are easy. Those You get by and it's kind of like your brain is trained, okay, it's this, it's that. Okay, but the hard problems where you actually got to stop and go, okay, something's going on here where we got to dig deeper. That's what I like about the trade because it gets your mind working and then you kind of take your steps to problem solve. And at the end of the day, you've, you've done something that is commendable your customers happy and you feel good about yourself driving home at the end of the day right yeah feel like rock stars. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. yeah. i gave them cooling <laughs> <laughs> relief i gave yeah. them relief there we go um i know that none of us have kids the three of us here but do you guys know of or have any advice for moms do you know of any resources for moms going into these skilled trades careers but I think it is changing a little bit. Um, there's actually, I can't, her name's escaping me right now, but there was another tech out in Vancouver. Um, Julia. It. Yeah, Julia, she had a baby. Yeah. And I think she was working to kind of integrate that because that was a good question. Like, you know, how long can you work when you're pregnant? Um, when When is refrigerant, you know, going to be an issue if you're recovering yeah. from units and stuff like that, right? What does it look like when you come back to work? So I think more employers are, are kind of catching on that you've got to be a little bit more accommodating. It's not a weakness, you know, if, if for some reason you're coming back and your hours might change a little bit. But I think that that's definitely, we're just at the very starting point of that and there's not really much in place as far as what I've seen. Yeah. I don't know about you, Shana. Uh, yeah, so I don't have kids. Um, however, I do think that's a really good note to talk about age because we were just talking about that actually yeah. outside the booth. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, you know, for myself, I do know two women who actually picked HVAC as a second career. They were already in an office position for maybe 20 years. And then they kind of just jumped into it for whatever reason. And, and you know, and they're kicking butt. They're doing good. So I, I really do think age is just a number and you factor children in there and we can do it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Um, Jessica, do you have any more questions written down? Because um, I, I have no, one. No, I think it, that's about it. it. It just came up. Like, you guys have been in the trade for a bit and you're learning and stuff. Do you, any of you guys have aspirations of owning your own business one day? Randy? Um, yeah, actually, believe it or not, I was <laughs> talking to Sean about this. My career might make a change in the next uh, five years where um, I might not not necessarily um, a full mechanical, but I may be partner partnering with my fella 
And um, actually, with my ticket, we w- I would be self-employed running our own company. Very cool. Uh, whether or not I'd have anybody under me at this point, I don't know. But who knows what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shauna, what do you think about that? Uh, so I'm about four years in. So I am still new. Um, so right now, I don't know about owning a business, but I would definitely lean towards going towards commercial. I, yeah. I think that's a really big window, and I'd like to... I'd like to see what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's important because when I first started, I did a little, a little bit of res- residential work myself, and then I transitioned to commercial. So it's it's good to get um, experiences in both, mm-hmm. and then you can decide what you like better, right? Mm-hmm. Because residential has that advantage of in the wintertime, you're in somebody's house working on their furnace. You're not on a roof, yes. right? And that is one good advantage of... There, there's downfalls of residential as well, but that is one of the, the, the things. And... Je- Jessica, like your your father owns a business. Like, yeah. are you thinking about maybe one day yes. taking it taking it over? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's gonna be mine. <laughs> yeah. Is it that yeah. that's your plan? Well, it's it's gonna be my brother and I together. So yeah. we'll be a partnership, um, and we'll take over one day when my dad retires, which may or may not ever happen. <laughs> it's okay. Right. We we need him. So I yeah, I want him to stick around. Yeah, mechanics never retired. <laughs> so how long has your dad been in the the, the field for? Over forty years. He was wow. actually an apprentice for his dad back in the seventies. So I'm technically a third generation HVAC mechanic, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's had his business for about 22 years and he's 66 now and he's got no signs of slowing down. <laughs> he's still climbing up ladders and under trucks and carrying all the things. And So you're, one thing I should ask you is we're all, most of us here are from the Toronto area and, and work in this climate. What is the climate like in the wintertime in BC? Oh, we have it a lot easier than you guys do. I know. Your posts make me <laughs> yeah. so jealous. We have maybe one or two really frigid weeks. But other than that, our our winters hover around zero and five degrees Celsius. So, and, and does that keep you busy enough in the winter time for like no heat calls and winter's stuff? Winter's like pretty slow. Winter's pretty slow. But uh, we're lucky because we do refrigeration as well. Okay. So uh, going into blast freezer though in the middle of winter, that's not very fun. <laughs> but we have a nice variety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you have any experience with refrigeration, Sean? Uh, not personally, no, but I know that the residential side of things, um, obviously, you know, it's no, uh, no secret that everyone's trying to move towards green, uh, greener ways of doing things. And so from what I've been told, heat pumps are going to be the way yep. of the future as far as residential goes. Looks uh, like it. Yeah, they're trying. The technology is getting there. I mean, they, they've got some limits on them a little bit right now, but, um, it really does excite me. I love the, the process of refrigeration and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Cool. Okay, so what we'll do is I'll give you guys your last thoughts on, on this topic, and then we'll see if anybody in the audience has a question for us. So, Brandy, what, if, if you were to sum up, ladies in the trade, the transition to this predominantly male-focused trade into kind of growing to more of an equality state, what would your take be on that? Or any advice to any of the... Maybe we should reframe that. Let's give advice to any ladies thinking about moving into the the HVAC and refrigeration trade. Yeah, if I had any advice, I'd say um, it's important just to, you know, do your homework, explore all the opportunities. And you'd be surprised, I'm sure, just with a quick Google, like just how many faucets of our industry there are. Like you just mentioned refrigeration, whether it's HVAC, commercial, industrial. Um, As I, I moved into the healthcare industry, I'm learning lots of new things regardless of, of how long I've been in, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's important for them just to be positive. 
you know, yeah. and stay open to all the opportunities that are out there for them. Like, mm-hmm. really go for it, right? Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you want to do this? For sure. You know, it's literally the best trade. Yes, <laughs> I agree. We Shauna, might be biased, but... <laughs> Shauna, advice. Advice for any of the, the ladies that's thinking about it. Um, so, as I said, so I, I, yeah, I didn't really have a role model. I, I kind of just jumped into this completely green. Um, my biggest recommendation would be to study. Again, I will echo your brain is your biggest asset. And if you study and you study and you ask those questions, you will be successful regardless of the physical side of things. You agree, Jessica? I agree with that for sure. But I would also say, get in touch with us at Women in HVAC R Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. We're putting together a whole resource page. So if you're looking for information on getting into apprenticeships, whether you're in BC or Ontario or anywhere across Canada, we have ladies across Canada. So check us out. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So um, if anybody has any questions for myself or the ladies up here raise your hand so whitney bush who's an entrepreneur in residence at johnson controls asked the ladies on the the panel how do you reach younger women to let them know that the trades is an option yeah there is actually um i work with a few different organizations so what we do try to do is get the school boards involved because that's a great point like shauna jess myself um like for me at least i was a second career i was older but we really work diligently including support ontario youth we're reaching out to the school boards we're doing events with them we're trying to get them at around 15 16 to have different women representing different trades to let them know that this is an option this is not a lesser option this is the other four-year degree you can be a very financially um, comfortable, you know, and and there is a lot of possibilities out there for young women. So um, I know there's also Jill of All Trades events. That's kind of where the industry has been building momentum, as we said, with social media. But I mean, even in the last few years, you see so much more of this. I mean, even through the pandemic, I did one with Jess and we talked to a bunch of women that were like in Nova Scotia. So I think getting the school boards involved and trying to, like she said, put that idea in their head that, you know what, this is an option you know, and just have them thinking about it. But I think further to that, if I may jump in, I think it's really important for us to be reaching parents as well, because I think yes. there's still that stigma, that bias about skilled trades being a lesser career, and it's not. And I think it's important for us because some parents are like, oh, I don't want my kid to do that. It's a it's a good career option. Why not? You've got this bias behind you. Yeah, it's really educating everyone on what the skilled trades are all about and, and removing those stigmas that kind of that have been hanging around for, you know, too many decades now. I agree. <laughs> okay. That's it, guys. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thank you guys for coming by and, and listening. That was an awesome podcast, and I hope you guys have inspired some more ladies. This will go out, and everybody will hear it, so... Awesome job, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. That was a great conversation for me to have. And I think that it's good to get the perspectives from someone like Brandy, who's been in the trade for 15 years or so, and newer techs coming through, like Shauna and Jessica, who are apprentices still at the moment. So thank you, ladies, for getting onto the podcast and joining me live at the CMPX show. But I'm out, guys. Thank you to the Master Group once again. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.